This is an original podcast from Union Jack, recorded pre-pandemic in an actual pub. Oh man, do you remember those? Find out more at unionjack.co.uk. Uh, well, welcome to the Harp. Welcome to Three Foreigners Walk Into a Bar. Hello, Alison June Smith. Welcome to Three Foreigners Walk Into a Bar. How are you? I'm good. How are you, pal? I'm pretty good. Thanks for dropping in the pal. You Big bet. fan of pal. Yeah. I prefer it over buddy. What's the weather like out there? It's uh, it's what you would expect. Lovely. Yeah. Perfect for queuing. Yes. Did you queue to get into the harp? No, there was no queue today, so I didn't have to tut or anything. I could get right in. Well, that's lucky, because the harp is very popular on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Ryan, hello and welcome. How are you? It's good. Can we get this over and done with as quick as possible? Because I've got to go back for work. I'm doing cash and because I'm not paying any tax because I'm a filthy foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you could take time I'm so out happy- of your under-the-table dealings. I'm so happy that I've been invited in here to the harp, as if to say, oh, he's Irish. Let's get him into the harp. It's going to be fine. He's going to feel at home here amongst the enemy. Well, we, my you, friends, my you English friends. You have got three pints of Guinness in front of you. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been in the, in the United Kingdom, Andrew? I came here on the 11th of October 2004 on a flight at 11.20 a.m. from Cork to Manchester. Oh, it was a big move, wasn't it? Yeah, and I had a window seat as well, so I could see the city as I was landing in. Brilliant. I yeah. love that it's burnt into your mind. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget it. Yeah, I never My mum dropped me to the airport, and uh, she was really upset, you know. I got a job working over in England. Um, I basically, uh, a number of reasons why I left. Number one is because I wanted to be a comedian. Number two, um, I didn't want to go to London because my brother was in London. And number three, I followed Manchester United. <laughs> so I thought... Well, I'd been to Manchester a few times to go to football matches. Yeah. I thought, I, you know, this was before smartphones. Right. You know, I didn't even own a laptop. So, like, um, even having an email address was, I only had an email address, <laughs> like, six months previous. Um, I was very from a village, like, you know, I wasn't really into it. So, I remember having to book the flight down in, the, in a travel agent. Yeah. Like, that's how long, ago, like, people think, oh... It's so easy now to book a flight, like, you know, but I landed anyway, and what I did was I found a room to rent in North Manchester in a place called Crumpsall. <laughs> now, this was before I could Google the area. Yeah. So How did you saw, find it? Um, so it was a place called Easy Roommate. I found it in an internet cafe. Um, basically, I found out, you sign up, and I put some details, and I saw an ad, and I sent a message, and the person replied, and I used to have to go back into the internet cafe every two hours to check that somebody yes. reply to the message. Anyway, I got the number. I, I went to a, to, a, to a pay phone and I rang the number and I got an appointment to go in and view the place. I got the metro up. I, you know, I was streetwise enough. Yeah. And um, like if I see somebody using a pay phone now, I'm like, that's suspicious activity. <laughs> <laughs> you, know the, you know the way like when you walk down the street and they say, like, if yeah. you see anything suspicious, in front of them, someone's using a pay phone. They're making an anonymous tip. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I went up and I viewed this room and I it was forty five quid a week, uh, double bed, that was it. There was there was a chair and a table. Job and done. Crum- Crumpsall moved in with four people, uh, one of which is still a friend of mine today. Oh, brilliant! I don't know if it happens like well, it certainly doesn't happen like that anymore. When I moved over here in two thousand, that was pretty much how I had to yeah. do it as well. Pay phones, everything. 
Alison June Smith. Yes. Uh, when did you uh, move to the United Kingdom? Okay, I don't know the exact date and time. I'm very impressed by that. I moved over about nine years ago, also to Manchester, though, yeah. because that wow. is where my family is from. Uh, I had been a comedian in Canada, and I just knew there was a lot of work in the UK. And I thought, everyone goes to London, because I have family and I kind of know Manchester. I was like, I'll start in Manchester. It's got a whole separate northern circuit. I also thought if I, you know, if a gig didn't go great, wasn't going to be the end of my career if I didn't kill in Grimsby. So, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah learn yeah. and live there. And then, you know, look into London. But, yeah, so, um, and I moved in with my uncle, my uncle by marriage, his mother. So my first flatmate was Joan, an 82-year-old. And Amazing. we lived in Withenshaw, Manchester. Oh. Again, great area. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite an experience. Yeah. Yeah. And was that your first time away from home, or had you lived away from home before that? Oh, no, I'd lived away from home before that. So I started in Calgary, Alberta, then I moved to Vancouver, uh, and then I moved to Toronto, and then from Toronto I moved to Manchester. So you were steadily making your way over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah little yeah. bit by little bit. And what was your first impression? Landing at the airport, like uh, going through passport control, getting your way into Manchester. Like, what were your first impressions of, holy shit, here I am yeah. in the United Kingdom? I had come over a couple of times on trips, so I kind of knew what to expect. Um, but I think it was overwhelming, but I was excited, right? Because I was yeah. ready and I was like, okay, I've got a place to live. This is where I'm going to go. Um but my first impressions, I still laugh to this to the very day, because everywhere I went for like that first month, everyone kept saying, y'all right? <laughs> and I had no idea. Like I truly still to this day remember the day I realized that means, hi, how are you? Everyone kept saying, y'all right? You all right? And I was like, am I bleeding? Do I still look jet lagged? Like, I, am I all right? I had no, that's the only thing I really remember was realizing that there was going to be terminology and things that even though it was the same language, I had no idea what that meant. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, did you experience any of that? Yeah. Did, wait, here's a good one for you because I know um, Irish people get a bit of shit from British people. Yeah. Um, and did you, uh, what were your expectations when you moved over and what did you feel people were towards you when you moved over? Well, coming from where I came from, um, when I came over, first of all, the difference in nationalities was a big thing for me mm. because I obviously, you know, from Cork and obviously I'd seen foreign people. I've been on holidays and all that. But it was just it was just a sheer like, oh, wow, I actually really liked it. I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. And I actually learned a lot about different religions and cultures from people who I'd worked with. But in terms of being Irish over there, over here, Honestly, it was like winning the lottery sometimes. I never, I had one or two little incidences, but then I was thinking, ah, that's fine. You know, like, I mean, you know, the IRA did bomb Manchester, like, you know what I mean? So I'm going to have to take a little bit of slack for that, even though I wasn't there on the day. <laughs> but like, Where were you? Peter oh, Express in, uh, in, in Woking. In <laughs> no, but like, my point was that like, my accent was very strong. And I remember like small little things going into the shops and ordering teas and coffees and lunches and stuff like that. Like, and people would be like, Oh, are you from Ireland? I go, yeah. And then and we all get it if you're a foreigner. Like, and you tell them where you're from. And I'd say, like, I'm from Cork. And then straight away, they just start telling you about something. And after about six months, I was like, I'm getting a bit bored of this. Because, yeah. like, I don't know your granddad. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. I started to play it back to people. I used to say, like, where are you from? They're like, oh, I'm from Salford. I was like, oh, my God, my family are from Edinburgh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. they, you know, like, but I, it was just yeah. like winding them up, you know? I, I know exactly what you mean. Because with New Zealand, I get, I don't get... Oh, do you know this person? I get, oh, 
my cousin went down to New Zealand yeah. to uh, Dunedin. Do you know Dunedin? I'm like, yeah. Sure. You know, and suddenly we're in this conversation that has got no common ground on it whatsoever yeah. because the person I'm talking to has actually never set foot in New Zealand, but someone they know yeah. kind of has. It's incredible. But I think it's a positive thing, right? Because yeah. they're just trying to get something going. They're trying to make a right. connection with you. And also, I think it's a sign that they, they're interested they're yeah. interested in where you're from. Very much And they so. want to know. And you can be like, they're like, why have you come over here? And it's just a conversation. Like, they might be thinking they might want to go to New Zealand or Australia or Canada or America or Ireland. Because, yep. like, there's a lot of British people live in Ireland. And it's just kind of maybe they're just... And also, you're something different for them as well. And you they, you don't know them. You don't know they're, they're like, you know, they can learn off you. They want to hang out. There's my friend from Ireland. And it's kind of like, I've got friends of mine from Canada and... You know, it's kind of pretty cool to have international yeah. friends, you know? It's always somewhere, somewhere good to stay if you need to visit. Like, you know. I, I, I first moved uh, to a place called uh, Plasdo or Plaisdo, depending uh, where you're from, I guess, uh, which is East London. Um, and I used to go into the shops there um, and would struggle to understand these thick, sort of Cockney, South London, East London sort Apples of Apples and pears, mate. And just have no idea what's going on. They used to call me their little Kiwi. So I would come in, um, and there were two shops that I'd go into. And they would be like, uh, Fuck it, how here he is, isn't he? Our little Kiwi. <laughs> and uh, until another New Zealander moved into the area. And then it was like, oh, I'm feeling territorial now. Yeah. Right? But um, it was lovely. Although, I, I do have to say, the, the first week I was there... Uh, the pub just around the corner from my house, someone was murdered outside yeah. of that pub. And I, was, and I said to my flatmate, who was uh, Glaswegian, I said, should we move? And I was like, what are you on about? It's one person been murdered there. So like, when it gets up to like 10, then maybe you move yeah. away. We'll have a meeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, but in New Zealand, if, you know, everybody would empty the city if that happened. What's yeah. going on? I really noticed when I first moved... And I mean, maybe it's, again, my first impressions are mainly northern, Manchester. Um, that everyone was really almost like, why did you come here? Yeah. Like, I really got that vibe from everyone. Everyone was like, God, you're from Canada. Why why'd you come to England? Why are you in Manchester? Why did you know, why? Because everyone, it was almost like everyone was like, why would you be here? And I was like, what do you mean? Like this is a very happening place. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's so much going on. But everyone was really like, oh, but you're from North America. Like, why would you leave? And they'd all, I love your accent. And why, you know, why, like, why are you here was the biggest thing that yeah. I yeah. encountered with very, everyone. And That's, since Brexit, that question's changed to why the fuck are you here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And when are you going back? <laughs> <laughs> but that's very common because I, you, you, people say to me, like, I'm from Cork, which is, in my opinion, to this day, West Cork is still one of the most gorgeous places in the world. And I've been to a lot of places, very luckily. Have you been to New Zealand? No, although I'm there we go. See, although I am going to Sydney in a couple of weeks, Close which enough, is still nothing, which, which is nothing to do. It's like that's like just the conversation we've yeah. just had. That's, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> like me going. I haven't been to West Cork, but I am going to Manchester. So. <laughs> it's yeah. still a link. Yeah, but the thing is, people go like, "Why have you left Ireland and come to England? Why have you left Sydney and come to Manchester? Why have you left New York yeah, yeah. and come to Manchester?" You go, "It's because." we want something a bit different when you're when you're if when you're used to something if you're used to waking up at beaches you get bored of it after a yeah, while yeah. Yeah. if you're from bondi beach next thing you know you're living in salford you're like they're like on like it's it's something new you know like so the locals always worry why you come here but then honestly sometimes you just want to get out as well because yeah. you know i small village syndrome 
you know what I mean? My yeah, mum yeah. used to be saying to me, like, say nothing out to the neighbours, like, and you would see the same faces, like, every four or five days. So just to come out and see different cultures. And even, we've no Indian restaurants in Cork, right? Yeah. Before I left. Honestly, Irish people just eat Chinese, yeah. right? But I, I didn't have my first Indian takeaway, or an Indian meal, till I was 30. I, I was about the same, man. Uh, yeah. Because my mum was a, a professional cook and chef. So she did her, and we lived in Singapore for a while, but when I was, I, I was really young, so I wasn't eating curries or anything like that then. My mum did her own versions of them. Yeah. But it wasn't until coming to London that I had my first proper, and people could not believe yeah. that I hadn't had a proper Indian meal. Mates of mine just took me to an Indian restaurant. You know, and they did all the ordering, just way too much food, which is, I think, a standard thing when you're going to an Indian restaurant. Yeah. And just bit of that, bit of that, bit of that. Oh, it was great. But I remember in Ireland, we call it Chinese a curry. That's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, in Ireland, the Chinese is called a curry. So remember, like, we used to get a curry on a Friday. So my mum be like, we're, oh, we're getting a curry. What do you want? I'll have uh, beef curry with fried rice and some prawn crackers, yeah. right? That's what we call it. Interesting. I remember living in Manchester. No, I mean, they do have curries. Of course they yeah. do. Yeah, but yeah. But you would just refer to it as, yeah. 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 I, had a, I had a friend of mine. And my first job when I worked in Manchester, I worked in the bank. And I was remember, remember, remember very, very vividly, a friend of mine, Gavin Benson. And he said to me, we're going for a curry at Saturday night. Would you like to come? And I was like, I'd love to go for a curry, man. So he said, meet me in a place called Rush Home, the Curry Mile. Didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, got two buses to get down there, turned up, sat in, uh, genuinely in an Indian restaurant thinking, I'm getting Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I was, and then I, I was like, I, I, I sussed it very quickly. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I'm not stupid, like, you know what I mean? And I remember just, I remember just going, I'll have, uh, I said, I said, what's the prawn crackers? And the guy was like, he said something to me, I just went, yeah, I'll have some pompalompalums, please. Ah, <laughs> I just call them pompalompalums. <laughs> but anyway, I had it. I wasn't too keen on it. No. It took me a while. Because you got to find, you got to find what you like. Yeah, you got to find your one. Yeah, you got to find your curry, you got to find your flavor, you got to find. I live five minutes away from there. That's so funny. I love that we both came to Manchester. I really. Yeah, great start. It's great. It is. I came to this country, though, with a purpose. To me, I was like, the UK is where I need to go as a comedian because they had more people, which I'm sure you found too. Yeah, yeah. Because for, you know, New Zealand. Canada travel you got to travel so far yeah. for gigs and we don't have the population so in my mind I was like there's lots of people there there's lots of gigs yeah so that was the main yeah I, I purely came over for stand-up yeah um, and although I had the classic thing of my dad's British so he phoned up his cousin who he hadn't seen for 25 years and said my son's coming over can you pick him up at the airport and they were like yeah do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. just and just so okay with it, and then I'm at, I'm at the at Heathrow, trying to spot people who I've never seen before. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And then um, I, uh, my first experience of um, how mad this country is for football, absolutely blew me away. Either of you been to football games? Have you experienced the fanaticism? I was up in Glasgow at the weekend and staying in a hotel and just the Celtic fans obviously travel, a lot of them travel over from Northern Ireland and Scandinavia. And just the hotel, it was like drinking from 9am. Yeah. And I, there's a, I love sport, but I never drink when I watch sport. No. I will never go to a pub and watch sport in a pub because right. I actually like to study it. I like to go, like, I, like a couple of weeks ago, I went to see Ireland, England in the Six Nations, England beat us. I went to my cousin's house in North London. The three of us watched it. I had a cup of tea, packet of fig rolls, 
watch the match, listen to the commentary straight afterwards when Dunn got pissed. <laughs> I thought you were going to go straight afterwards, big poo. No, no, no. Because, <laughs> because of the big roles. When Dunn got pissed, had a few pints, and then rather than joining the pub when I couldn't hear the commentary, I wanted, yeah. and, like, was able to actually really talk about the game yeah. then after. But like, I moved to Manchester, loved Manchester United, uh, worked with a couple of guys that had season tickets. Whenever they couldn't go, they used to sell me the ticket for 30 quid. So I started to go maybe once every six weeks put my name down on the mailing on the season ticket thing and after two years got my own season ticket nice and I paid a thousand pound a year and I sat in the east stand row 23 seat 125 and Ian Brown from the Stone you've really got a memory for yeah I love it man (laughs) Ian Brown from the Stone Roses was six rows in front of me and he should turn up he was probably there maybe most home games with his son yeah and uh, just to play his song when United would come out into the pitch and Ian Brown was in front of me like Amazing. Like it was amazing and I saw some of the best football I had four seasons there I was working full time I wasn't doing comedy I was at 25 minute walk from the stadium I was living a great life in a job I hated but I was I'd meet new people I had an English girlfriend Yeah, I was bringing English people to Cork I felt like the part of the Irish tourism board <laughs> like I was just like I was watching Man United watching Ronaldo I was watching yeah. you know Vidic and Ferdinand and Ever come in and Gary Neville and Solskjaer and watching all these great trophies and had some great nights and then I just got into comedy and had to say goodbye to all of that yeah of course because you're working yeah um, I uh, think I probably chose the wrong team to support big time because I can't <laughs> remember any of their names I'm sure there was a guy called Darren what really shocked me in this country was football, the whole football hooligan history, and then also like being on trains late night after games. And yeah. what I hate, and I have to say I hate, is groups of guys and their football chants because I find it actually very terrifying and very warlike. And it's almost like, oh God, like I've watched almost... You don't get that in Canada? No. Or ice hockey games? Not really. Like people are... Into hockey and, you know, but it's kind of like when you leave the stadium, people aren't like, fuck you. It's like, I've seen seen videos at Canadian ice hockey games where fans leap over the barriers to punch one of the players. Sure, but that's all within. Within the, yeah. That's exactly it. Once they get out, they're great people. Then again, it's like, all right, now we're living our lives and doing our thing. But when you're in there, yeah, sure, anything could happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's so interesting. And just, I guess, as a person, you know, late night trains and just that that mentality of these yeah. men, just, it's a little overwhelming for me. And it's its scary. I think it's interesting, too, the passion of football in this country. So I, and I realized it because I had a joke one time where I talked about uh, how men can make friends very easily because two guys can walk into a pub and within five seconds they become best friends because they can talk about what. Anywhere else in the world, audiences go sports. In this country, football. football. Yeah, yeah. And specifically football. You know, like it's, yeah, anywhere else. Anywhere else in yeah. the world when I do that joke. They talk about sports here. Football. That's, and I was like, oh, okay. That's when I learned. And, and the rivals, rivalries run deep. The rivalry is very big, right? And I tell you why. I had a manager in a bank. And he used to go to Manchester United all the time. And he went to Highbury. Arsenal away on a Monday night football you know he left work at like 2 o'clock got the train down got home at 3 o'clock in the morning got in and he stole some of the seats him and his mates ripped, they, them up. ripped the seats out of the back of the, put them down the back of the coach got on the coach on the way up and came in to work with the seats from Highbury <laughs> and he's a manager in a bank I was like 
but he's now sitting down in front of somebody talking about a mortgage yeah. but behind the door and he's just ripped up Highbury football ground yeah. and spent seven hours shouting abuse at people going you you know babe and then gets back into her and goes oh there's, there's a 32 and yeah. 33 row 27 they went down they ripped the seats out um, they vandalised the, the toilets so they go to the toilets in the away yeah, yeah. and they kick the sinks off and knock. That's you see, lots of, lots, of, lots of away fans do that. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's them probably saying, oh, my parents never... Sure it enough. is. It my is. parents never, never helped yeah. me enough, so I, I need uh, to destroy this other club. I've got, a, I've got a routine where I say the word arsenal, as in, um, and something in your arsenal is, and every now and then I'll get someone go, fuck the arsenal. Or, ooh. Yeah. I'm like, it's... Nothing, Nothing to do, to do with, with that. Oh. But you but hear the word in- and it triggers. It triggers. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. how entrenched it is. Sorry, I didn't know again that much, but when we moved into our place on Main Road, uh, we ordered some fake grass, right? Because AstroTurf, I like fake grass. And the guy who delivered the fake grass was just a unit, this older unit, proper mank. And he like brought the fake grass in and he's like, oh, you know, this is where. And I was like, yeah, city grounds, I know. This is, you know, the entrance was right here. And he's like, yeah, he goes, you know, back in the day, what we would do is you'd come to the game. And you'd walk around, and you'd say hi to people. And when they say hi back, if they didn't have a Manchester accent, you'd headbutt them. And I was like, literally, that was what they, he was like. And the joy the in his face. That's the story you chose to share. Oh, he yeah. was like, and we just beat the shit out of them. And I was like, I'll t- thank you very much for my grass. If you could just, like, that was his, yeah, that yeah. was his, he was, and I said that to my boyfriend. He's like, oh, well, he probably was proper hooligan. Like, that was... They're looking yeah. for a fight, so that gave him a reason. So, so sometimes I'm like, oh, God, this country, football, I think it's just another battle. Hey, team, it's me, Jared Christmas, here with a quick message from our sponsors, Union Jack Radio. They're a brilliant national radio station playing the best British music from the past eight decades and a ton of classic and original comedy. Union Jack has more comedy than Radio 4. True story. Find Union Jack Radio on digital radio, online, or just ask Alexa, you lazy prick. On with the show! Uh, One thing I've noticed about uh, the United Kingdom, very funny place names. Uh, Have you you encountered any? What's your favourite? My favourite... I I like... uh, I get a lot of stick from mispronouncing them. Yeah. Even though, like... Because I say my TH is very differently. So I say bat... Yeah, every time I've done a gig in, in Bath, Bath, I walk out and I go, oh, "It's really nice to be here in Bath," and they're going, "It's Bath." Bath. And I'm like, "Well, listen, this is this is. I didn't ask for this language. Yeah, yeah. Right, you gave it to me. Bath, you right? Prick. I pronounce my ths differently. I like yeah. um, up the north of England, Ramsbottom's a good one. Ramsbottom, oh, Ramsbottom, Ramsbottom. It's That's just like fun. someone's. It must have been an incident <laughs> in that area yeah. that someone's gone right. Uh, we're going to call this area Ramsbottom because yeah. of the incident. What else is there? Up by Burnley, you have up in Lancashire as well. You've got a clitoral, which needs no introduction. And um, also, uh, one, 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 one that I uh, really like is, um, oh, it was up in Scotland. Kill, kill, oh, what is it? It's kill something. Kill, oh, I don't know. Kill the English. It's a lovely village. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, I've always liked the name Dudley. So someone moved in and was just like, um, oh. a field, a stream. I'm going to name this Dudley. Dudley. Uh, Wet Wang. It's in Yorkshire. 
Oh. Yeah, Wetwang. That's a great uh, civil parish in the East Riding of Yorkshire. See, I like that sort of nonsense, the East Riding of Yorkshire. That sounds cool. Oh, yeah, they really break sounds it like up. straight from Lord of the Rings. War of the Roses. Um, Grimsby. I love the sound of Grimsby. Grimsby's great. It's Lives just... up to the name, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But Gaydon doesn't. No. Yeah. Oh, Gaydon's yeah. on the... Oh, I see it. Is it on the M1, I think? Think so. Always drive past Gaydon. I don't, I don't know why you need Western Supermare. There's nothing super about There's Western Supermare. Super but it's like, I'm from Western Supermare. I look, oh, really oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, right. But not Western Mare. No, no Western yeah. Supermare. And pronouncing, uh, pronouncing like even uh, Salford. Yeah. It's Salford. I don't care what yeah, you yeah. say. It is Salford. That is how it is spelled. But everyone's like, no, Salford. So you've got a problem with reading being spelt reading. Well, kind of. Yeah. I do. Like. Yeah. I mean, I get... And okay, Loughborough that's, is Luga Baruga. Or Chlandudno. Chlandudno. Uh, Chlandudno. Yeah. Which is Landudno. Landudno. Clenetly. Clenetly. Clenetly starts with L. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's a Welsh language thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like Clenetly is like LL or something. And I'm like, yeah. what? If I went phonetically with that, I'd be like, I'm going to Ladandli. Yeah. No, you go to Clenetly. I, I, I don't know what this yeah. is, you know. Yeah. It's because the double L is a sound, yeah. and that's why Welsh people call llamas llamas. What about from uh, Canada? There must be some ridiculous names there. Because being a British colony, I bet they just. Oh, yeah, British we've got all the classics. You know, yeah. we've got Peterborough, which is also a shithole. We've yeah. got, you know, lots of them. Uh, but Dildo. Dildo is the best yes. one. Yeah, Dildo, Saskatchewan. Eyebrow, Saskatchewan. In Dorset, Saskatchewan. there's Upper Dicker and Lower Dicker. Oh. Yeah. They're good names, aren't they? Yeah. Where? In New Zealand? No, in Dorset. In Dorset. Upper Dicker, Lower Dicker. Yeah. All right. Which is That's pretty along cool. the lines of Dildo, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. A, a bus that just got messy, like, one night, like, <laughs> <laughs> the Upper Dicks separated from the Lower Dicks. Oh, dick. dick. Because oh, my Kiwi accent is oh. D-I-C-K-E-R. Dicker. Oh, Dicker. right. How would, I, how would I say that in an Irish accent? Dick. Say dick like your penis. Dick. 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 That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. This is taking a turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked Moose Jaw. Moose oh, yeah. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Yeah. That's yeah. just fun to say. It is fun. Where are you from? Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. That's, yeah. such a, that's a, such a sentence. Even Saskatchewan. Even Saskatchewan uh, or Saskatoon, Saskatoon, which is a city. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Is, that, an, is that a place or a tongue twister? Yeah. Oh, Regina. Oh, Regina. Sounds like something else, doesn't it? Yeah. But although Regina is royalty, isn't it? Yeah. 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 We have a few places in Ireland. We have a lot of Bally's. Bally de Hob. Oh. Ballinhasig. Um, we also have uh, Bally Duff. But it's my favourite one. It's just down the road. So just to run down, run down the road for me. Six Mile Bridge. There's no bridge there. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you live? Six Mile Bridge. Like, oh, is there a bridge? No, it's just called Six Mile Bridge. Oh, that's brilliant. You know, in, the, in North Kerry, you have a place called Knocknagoshal. Oh, I've heard of that. Knocknagoshal is, is a very Gaelic-speaking area. And I remember going up there once, and I got into a cafe, 9 o'clock in the morning, we were travelling up like the west coast of Ireland, got into the cafe, went in and sat down, a cup of tea, coffee, whatever, sat down, and, you know, on the shelf you have the papers. So you go up and get a paper as you're having your breakfast. And then, but none of the papers were of today. And I said to them, like, oh, I've got today's paper. They goes, oh, no, they don't come till after lunch. <laughs> they were so far behind the delivery nice. area. Wow. Because it's so rural. Yeah. By the time the actual post gets to them, 
it's and the newspapers they can't get out to them until at oh. least one so they're always like five hours behind the world you yeah. know like you know like brilliant today's newspaper doesn't come until the afternoon because normally you know you get the paper seven eight o'clock in the morning they were so rural yeah i love that place knock nagashal what a name you know what i mean right now it's time how long have you been living here andrew 2004 so we're up to six, 17th year this year mm. Allison. Nine. I'm about nine. Nine years. Yeah. Okay. It's long overdue, but you've got to do the citizenship test. Okay. Here we go. It's really hard hitting. Name three sandwiches in the top nine sandwiches of 2019, according to the British Sandwich Association. You get an extra point if you guess what the number one sandwich sold in the United Kingdom for 2019 is. Okay. Right. Uh, go on, Andrew. Name three. BLT, ham and cheese, tuna and sweet corn. Okay, here we go. BLT's in there. Nice. What else did you say? Ham and cheese. Ham and cheese is not. Oh, Ooh, it must have been at some point, but it's not yeah. now. And what was that? Tuna one? and sweet corn. Oh, yeah. Um, do you reckon one of those is number one? BLT's number one. It is not. But you get two points. Well done. Ooh. Alison June Smith, three sandwiches. Plowmans. Not the ones that he said. Yeah. Uh, okay, Plowmans. Plowmans. Um, I'm going to also say. Oh, no conferring. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely an egg. Egg and watercrest or egg and something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the last one sausage roll isn't a sandwich, but. It is not a sandwich. It's a butty. <laughs> I'll be honest. I would have a sausage roll in a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or um, prawn. Prawn what? Prawn. Prawn and mayo. Prawn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, prawn and Great. mayo. Yeah. All right. Well, um, plowmans. Yes. Of course. Uh, That's history. Egg and watercress. Yes. They just call it egg and cress though. And prawn mayonnaise. All three of them are in there. Well wow. done. What do you reckon's number one? Uh, I mean, I'm probably going to go Plowman's. Bacon Plowman's. Absolutely not. Plowman's coming in at number five. Wow. BLT. Number three, prawn mayo. Number two. Oh, what's number one? Tuna and sweet corn. Number nine. Oh, Whoa. just snuck in, man. I'm going to say. And it's number one chicken. by a huge margin. Chicken. Chicken, chicken and stuffing. Chicken. chicken and. I'm going to say. Chicken no. and mustard. No. <laughs> I don't chicken know. Chicken and bacon. Yeah. Chicken number and bacon, one. number yeah. one sandwich in the long way. Because British people feel there comfortable with chicken and they feel comfortable with bacon. I mean, and it's exciting to know that there's a British Sandwich Association as well. Yeah. That's very exciting. Prawn, prawn and mayo when I first moved here. This is why I'm thinking of the ones that struck me as odd. Prawn and mayo, I was like, yeah, I, I like it, but I was like, that would not be and offered in Canada. In a sandwich. No, not in New Zealand. I either. was going to say a crisp sandwich there at one point. <laughs> it should be in there. should be in there. I mean, crisps are the uh, side dish of choice. Yeah. To of a course. sandwich, aren't they? See, I live up north, so I'm more familiar with bullies. <laughs> I say buddy, but I get buddies. in trouble every time I say it. Okay, here we go. This one's tough. This one's tough. Name two towns in Leicestershire. Okay. Ooh, 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 here we go. Two towns. Okay. Aylstone. Oh, it's not on my list. I was there two Google weeks it. ago. Google it. Aylstone. Is it a town? LE6 postcode. Is it a town? Or is it well, a- it's an area. Yeah. Um, but do they have a cathedral, a church? What Leicestershire. Do they have? Oh, God, Leicestershire is one of those places, isn't it? 
It's very, very quiet. Uh, very, very uh, Leicestershire. I'm going to say Aylstone anyway. Okay, Aylstone. And in Leicestershire. Leicestershire. Loughborough. Yes. Well done. That's a very good. The jury's good. still out on Aylston. It's correct. Well done, mate. Two points. Yes. Got them right. Here we oh, go. Oh, God. I'm not good with the South. Uh, Les- it's not. It's the Midlands. It's mi- okay. I suppose from Manchester itself. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's South. That's South. Uh, is Doncaster? Not no. See, I'm like, Midlands? I don't know. And that's, a, that's a city. Leicester? No, it's a no, town a within city. Leicester. Oh, a town. Leicester's a city. I would not pass this test. No, no you're no. obviously not passing this one. No. Shall I give you some examples? Yes. Market Harbour. Oh, I was there last week doing yeah. a gig. Laughborough. Melton Mowbray. Yeah. Famous for? Cage fighting. Cage fighting? Yeah. Pork pies. Pork oh, pies, I yeah. I thought to do cage fighting in Melton Mowbray. <laughs> With pork pies. Uh, Colville. It's where they discovered Many coal. of these places obviously do not have train stations. Because yeah, they all is, have train Do they stations. really? Wigston Magna? Not what a, a name. Never even heard. Hinkley. Oh, I've heard of Hinkley. I've heard, I've of, heard of Hinkley. I've seen it on the news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got... Is anybody keeping... I'm not keeping score. Um, <laughs> I'm winning. No, you're not. I can stay in the country if I win this quiz. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. I've yeah, got a passport you... so I can stay in the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a one-way flight to... I don't know, Italy... Um, <laughs> Northern Italy. <Okay. laughs> what is the least used letter in the Cockney accent? Oh, letter. Letter. In, in the Cockney accent. In the Cockney accent. Well, Y is always used. That's the, probably the most used one. Yeah, that's the opposite of what yeah, the, question the question was. Is. R? No, you're out. Mm. H. Yes, H. <laughs> You're having a laugh. You're right. Oh, yes. A B I N L A F E. Do I win a house if I get this right or something like that? Um, you, well- what you win is paying more tax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is a penny pusher? Oh, I know. You, do you want to go? Is this for me or? It's for both of you, really. A penny pusher. Yeah. Uh, is that someone who is cheap? Nope. Hmm. I'm not doing well here. Single mom? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, penny pusher. Someone who's selling something? Nope. No. A penny pusher drug dealer? <laughs> really cheap drugs. I don't know what it is. Penny pusher. Do you guys know what a penny pusher is? Oh, someone that's teetotal. They don't drink. Why would that be a penny pusher? Ah, it's England, man. It's messed up here. Like. <laughs> penny pusher. No. 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 It's a coin game in an amusement arcade, usually oh. near the sea. Oh, yeah. all the pennies on the edge, my and you drop pennies in. My uncle loves that. Yeah, my hours kids love just them. stand there and yeah, yeah, in yeah. it's all rigged, mate. It's yeah. all rigged. Um, but well done for getting nowhere near <laughs> the correct. I said single mom. <laughs> <laughs> Works though, doesn't it? All right, now we're on to the ye oldie British words mm, section. Good. Uh, I've got four words. Um, you get a point for. Uh, you know, guessing what it's for, what it means. Uh, and also, you get to, of these four, you both get to decide on one word that we need to try and bring back into oh. uh, common usage. Okay. I like that. Okay. Okay. So, first word. Maybe I'll do it in turns. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Alison June Smith, your first word is apticock. Apticock. Spelt A P T Y cock. As you like it. Apticock. What do you reckon it means? 
Um, a type of... It's an apparatus of some sort. Oh, no. No, great. It is a quick-witted or intelligent young man. Oh, he's an apty cock, isn't he? Oh, dear God. Yeah. Oh, because his aptitude and he's cocky. basically. Yeah, maybe. Aptitude and cocky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're an apty cock. <laughs> we can bring it back very, in. Very common I'm usage. I'm sitting by an apty cock. Apty cock. <laughs> very common usage in southwest England. Here we go. Uh, for you, Andrew. Clomp. Clomp. C L O M P H Clomp. Clomp is um, it's a it's a weapon that uh, middle managers and banks use to hack their mistresses to death in the Surrey in the Surrey Mountains. <laughs> the Surrey Mountains. <laughs> Have you seen my clump? I'm taking Deirdre away for the weekend. <laughs> Oh, what happened to Deirdre? She got clomped. Clomp <laughs> uh, means to walk in shoes that are too large for your feet. Oh, uh, it's close. Yeah. Okay. And that's, I guess, where we get clomping. Clomping. Clomping along. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Back to you, Alison. All oh. to play for. Okay. Flinch. Flinch. F L E N C H. Flinch. 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 Not flinch. Flinch. Uh, flinching would be. <laughs> it's something to do with the weather. Oh, flinch. Uh, when it... They're flinch experts, they're the hell out of here. <laughs> People just left the room. Flinching would be uh, when it... <sighs> when when it, People vomit, it does sound yeah, like flinching. It no, it would be yeah, with the... Um, it is something, something to do with, to do with the, the, the rain. Something to do with rain when it uh, changes quickly. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, what flint? I liked you floundering around for it though. That Thank was you. Fun. Uh, flinch is when the weather looks like it's going to improve, but it never does. Flinching. That means the day is flinched. So it's just 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 every day. Yeah. Pretty much. Every day. Yeah. Guess which region of the UK... I'll give you a point if you guess which region of the UK... What uh, country in the United Kingdom that comes from. Well, like... So you've got options. England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. Where does it come from? Ooh, I'm almost... Say, I'm going to say England. Scottish. Really? I was almost going to say Scottish. Attitude, isn't yeah. it? The whole thing is flinched. Yeah. It's a great word. Flinch. Andrew, your final word. Okay. Pole rumptuous. Oh. Pole rumptuous. P O L R U M P T I O U S. Pole rumptuous. So, Paul, you people would say, like, oh, have you been Paul rumptuous? And you're like, don't tell anyone, but I have. So, what you do is, it's uh, at nighttime, you get a lot of gangs together and you round up uh, road horses, right? So, what you do is, you drive around a load of halting sites and you pick up horses right and you 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 got this container and you put the horses into the container and then you you ferry them to midland europe and you sell them for cash to people from estonia and that's 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 what that's called it's an, it's an old pastime that it was brought into britain and um, from the middle east from it's actually brought it from the middle east from lebanon but it came all the way up through eastern europe and then when britain joined the european union they brought it in here so that's 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 that past that's a pastime like it's very common but not not done as much in the northeast as, as it used no. to be but well 
I mean, I, I kind of want to give it to you because it's very close. Look at that. Oh, I was like, I was I like, you're fucking it, with me or he really <laughs> means totally it. I was like, yeah. totally messing very with good. <laughs> it was very sincere how you were delivering it. Yeah. Polrumptuous means raucous, rude or disruptive. Oh, Yeah, you're okay. being very polrumptuous. So oh. Americans are polrumptuous. Americans definitely polrumptuous, especially their president. Uh, polrumptuous Trump. God, oh. that sounds like a... Polrumptuous Trump. ...character out of some Dickensian novel, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Polrumptuous Trump. Um, okay, well, I did not keep score. Did anybody? I think we know who won. I mean, I think we know Andrew quite clearly won and yeah. uh, has the right to but remain. But that's because he's an aptocock. <laughs> oh! I'm choosing choice. aptocock. You're choosing I am aptocock? using aptocock. What are you going with? I hope it doesn't flinch today. Hey! Oh, two rock solid words. Let's keep them in the lexicon. Uh, well done, team. Um, You've probably got a few months until... Uh, I'm out. Yeah. Actually, probably longer than a few months. You know, the home office is in a bit of turmoil at the moment. It's true. Uh, so just catching up on admin. I, I'm i guessing uh, you've got easily 10, 15 years. Oh, yeah. so that's I think, yeah. great. I think I'll be all right. right. I'll make by. Yep. Andrew, you're well and truly in, mate. Oh, you're I well yeah. and truly in. I, you're more British than you are Irish oh, now. I, 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 <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. A uh, big thank you to our guests this week, Alison June-Smith, Andrew Ryan. I've been your host, Jared Christmas. We have been three foreigners in a bar, and we're all now going to go back to where we came from. Croydon. <laughs> <laughs>for listening. There's plenty more where that came from. Union Jack Radio is the home of great British comedy playing classic and original comedy all day long. Fiddle your knob and finger your buttons and find Union Jack on digital radio, online or just ask Alexa. Go on, stop doing things for yourself. Get her to do it. Oh, and remember subscribe to this podcast and leave a nice review or I'll come round your house with a baseball bat. I won't. I don't know how to play bass. I'll, I'll come around with a cup of tea and we'll just we'll just talk it out, actually. I can't get closer than two metres, though, so I'll bring a straw. This podcast was produced by Fingers and Fringe for Union Jack. Union Jack.